I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entitle
entice me or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. 
public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you'd fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. This is the right place to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. 19 states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I guess aware it's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do that. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know?
The Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my god. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move, move! They're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God. Indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Yeah. Hmm. Got a lot of hate last night. It happens. Haters going to hate. But let me warn you, there's nothing civil about the war that is coming. Civility went out the window a long time ago when you started pushing pronouns down our throat. When you started forcing kids to take injections that we have no idea what will do to them. Civility went way, 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 way. There's no more civility. Anything you see out of this will be nothing but raw emotion. And there'll be nothing but hate behind every bullet that is fired, behind every bomb that is set off. Hear my warning. Heed my warning. This is not going to be a war fought on a foreign distant land. This is going to be a war that is fought in your backyard. This is going to some this is going to be something that you witness. You see it happen in front of you. You ask how those other countries, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, dealt with war for 20 fucking years in their country. Do you know what those kids have been exposed to? Do you know what those children have seen? More than you ever want your children to see. Bingo. And your children and your kids' children are about to see it. Firsthand on dramatic effect. Why? They're putting movies out like that. What is the normality of civil war? 2024. Just saying. Obama didn't do what he did. This happened. Complete happenstance. My rant last night is no different than what you just saw there. Complete predictive programming. This is how we do it. We ramp up Hollywood. We get America pissed off and then we kick them in the nuts and we tell them we're going to tax the fuck out of them for something stupid. Watch. Watch. That's how it starts. Guarantee in the movie. That's how it starts. So welcome back, fuckers. Yes. To another edition of the Patriot Party podcast. As she did. I'm the making with me. Of course, my much better love and better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Anyway. How was your day, babe? You got some hate mail, huh? Hate mail bothers him so much more than it bothers me. It doesn't Seriously. bother me. He's I, so much more sensitive. I didn't even. The fuck was that? He's telling us that he's going to his girlfriend's marching band concert in the park down the street. <laughs> anyway. You didn't understand what that meant? No, I didn't even see that. Because <laughs> he obviously did that for you, not for me. Well, obviously, obviously, he didn't get my attention, motherfucker. No, he told me like three days ago he was going to the concert. He told me yesterday. He told me today. And since he's taking my car, he told me now. 
It's good of them. <laughs> yeah. You should remember to do that from now on. Helpful. All the time. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. You were you got home much later than expected. It's working. Actually, what do you want? Well, normally I mean, kind of got used to you being home at two o'clock, but it's a good thing you weren't because I I talked about a little bit on the good book this morning that I I felt like I had to write. And I was like, all right, I haven't run a Substack in a while. I'll sit down and write one. After I took the dogs for a walk after the show. And three and a half hours later, I came up for air. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, shit. Wait, Lana's show's over? What the fuck? And six Substacks later, and I still have a lot more to write. But I printed everything that I have written and that I wrote so far. So Why did you print it? That's kind of the point. Okay. Yeah, go for it. While we still can. Yep. Exactly. Right. Exactly. While we still can. Um, it's better than writing it all out. Do you hear that that Q clock thing? Y'all, someone some Liana, send me the send me the link to that Q clock thing if you would. Someone put it in the chat this morning. Put it on our book. telegram. Put it on our telegram. Yeah, yeah. Put it, put is it she on even our telegram. In there? Oh, yeah, she she's is right in there. there. Oh, there she is. I I hadn't seen her yet. Okay. Yeah, do me a favor. I was drop, looking for drop, that, drop that in our telegram if you would, so that we can show everybody. Because apparently, it started up again. Um, yeah, it says the power is going to go out at ten oh seven tomorrow night. Then it started up again. For phase it, one, it was down. Yeah, for it phase was one. down. Wow. No, no, it's up. Ooh. The Q clock quit after Donald Trump lost the election. Okay, hold on. It Here disappeared. It Uh, shit. We have to transpose, so stand by. Different computer. No big deal. Dot net. Oh, yeah. Slash. See, I, had, I had it up this morning. Okay. I was looking at it, so. Uh, mm, you did? No, maybe not. Yeah, it's forward slash password. Why isn't it finding it now? Weird. Uh, there, there it is. is. Uh, now it says the end is here. Wow. Prepare for phase one blackout. Wow. It is back up. The end is here. Prepare for phase one blockout. Is that, would that be this, the same as the first prong, which we've talked about? Mm -hmm. That... We've also said was a blackout. Yep. Uh, no, this is not that gay Twitter queue. Um, one day, three hours, 49 minutes, and one second. Well, 59 now, 48 minutes. Uh-huh. But anyway. Um, okay. One day, was it three hours and 48 minutes? So it'll be Saturday morning? No, no. One day, one day from now, it would be Friday night. Right. And plus three hours. It's right now six o'clock. So it'd be 9 48 PM. Hmm. Apparently. Approximately. No, it's a little bit later than that. So it'd be yeah, 10 oh 10 oh seven. You wanna you wanna fuck with somebody? Hmm. Go outside their house at 10 oh eight and shut off the main breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your best friend who's a liberal and fucking shut off his main breaker at 10 08 p.m dude they would lose their minds especially if they know anything about this they probably don't because they're liberals anyway so it would scare the shit out of them it'd be funnier than fuck apparently the end is here 
or we just go out and we we turn off our Christmas lights. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Or we just shut the main breaker off to our house. That would fuck everybody else up around us. What the fuck? So yeah. Recap good book. People missed it. I finished the first book of Samuel. So Samuel is done. Mm -hmm. Saul is dead. Saul died. King mm. Saul mm. is dead. Mm. You'll have that in those big jobs. Yeah. And his sons with him. Yeah. That's how that happens. Mm -hmm. David is king. So yeah. Anyway, um, that's this is fun. Interesting. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But anyway, even regardless of that, before I saw so that. So it's going to be like 10, what? What did we say? 10 or 8? 10 or 7 p.m. 10 or 7 p.m. So, but I felt compelled to write. So I put out six sub stacks this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry if I blew up y'all's sub stack feed. Not really. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Anyway. anyway. Um, but I. Where are we starting? Because there's We're tons gonna, of shit to talk we, about. There's so much. Because well, we can literally start at the White House if you want. No. Or we can go other directions. But yeah, we're going to start in the Vatican. Well, not really, because Archbishop Fagano is not allowed he's in, not the allowed in, the, in the Vatican. I think he might have been excommunicated. No, he's still in his garb. Supposedly, there's a lot of Catholics that are about to be. I'm sure we're on that list. Yeah. Fuck, they got rid of me a long time ago. Yeah. A few weeks ago, an important collaborator of Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, was arrested for pedophilia and child pornography. I'm referring to Slade Summer, a man with ties to the world of Broadway and cinema, who play a role in the effort to debunk the infamous Pizzagate affair. That is, the network filthy complicity and horrendous crimes against minors that revolves around the international deep state. We have learned that certainly Jeffrey Epstein and most likely Ghislaine Maxwell were members of the Israeli Mossad. This makes us understand that the famous trips of many well-known people to Epstein Island were used to blackmail them by collecting evidence of their guilt in participating in heinous ritual crimes against minors. And if the heads of state and governance officials of the Western world do not dare to breathe out a word of protest against the massacres of civilians in Gaza Strip, it is legitimate to assume that this attitude is due, is due to the intensive dossier with videos inculpating them that are in possession of the Israeli intelligence services. The same thing must be happened with the preparation of the fake pandemic emergency, which was lavishly replicated in all the member states of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, and also with the farce of the Ukrainian crisis. But this blackmail of the powerful of the world constituted the unifying element 
of the globalist subversive project. Bishop Viglano dropping some insane truth bombs. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He wants to get killeried. He's like, send me to God. I know I, it's the end times. I, 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 I don't think he wants to get killeried. I think what he's trying to do is what the rest of us are trying to do. Just wake people up. Hey, look, it's not what you think it is. It's not what you see. It's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's what they tell you it is. And that's the worst part. They tell us, wait a minute, last time I checked, it's the Constitution. We the people, through the people, with the people, of the people. That was the point that was made when they wrote the Constitution. If that's the case, where is it that it says you'll be told what to do in the Constitution? Last time I checked, it was by, with, and through. Not, you're going to do what we tell you, because this isn't a dictatorship. This isn't a hierarchy. It's not a fucking monarchy. Fuck it you, is we won't do what you tell us. elected officials that get their power from us. I, I, I don't know. I, I might go blue in the face saying this. The only place the federal government collects his power is from the will of the governed understand you have to be willing to say yes to that are you done yet how many more of you are going to say yes to it i'm just wondering they keep throwing these movies out i'm just going to stop fucking doing a show because all you got to do is go to the movie theater now you can watch the future happen right in front of you What's the point in warning people? What's the point in getting people ready if we're going to do it anyway? I watched Violent Christmas or Violent Night last night, and it made me believe in Santa Claus again. He must have been a straight skull stomping son of a bitch. He shoved a grenade up a guy's ass and blew him up. <laughs> Did he go up the dude's ass like he was going down a chimney? No, actually. He well, like, I mean, <laughs> see, that sucks. If he had gone up the dude's ass like he was going down a chimney and left the grenade in there and backed out real quick, fast, in a hurry. Like, it's by the produce, the same guys that did John Wick, the producers from John Wick. We why might, didn't they even think about that? We might have to play it on Christmas Eve. It might be our Christmas Eve movie. Christmas movie. Well, we're doing a Christmas Eve show too, right? We'll play movies then. It's Sunday. That's true. Spiracy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Why not? Sure. And we'll have people here. We'll play movies. There you go. Yeah. Because we're hosting Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, we are. As usual. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to host Christmas dinner too, but I don't want to pay for it. So, yeah, me too. Exactly. Anyway, speaking of um, trying to make people believe things that are not real, I can't stand Vivek Ramaswampy, but. Uh, CNN can. Oh no. Oh, this is funny as fuck. This is this. I watched some of this. This I, is kind of epic. I didn't watch actually. the whole thing, but it was really kind of funny. It was, it was really pretty epic. Let me ask you about something that you said at the debate last week. You used the phrase inside job to describe what happened on January 6th. The next day, Capitol rioter Alan Hosteller uh, highlighted your comments at his sentencing. He is going to prison for 11 years. 
Hostetter uh, threatened members of Congress. He brought a hatchet, knives, pepper spray, stun batons, tactical gear to the U.S. Capitol. Are you concerned that a convicted felon like that is now promoting your comments in court? So here's my concern, Abby. And I want to tell you guys where I'm at. If you had told me, it's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened. If you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6 was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19 about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. a shame, Ramos, if, if I may finish this answer. Well, let me just, this is, this is I, really I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because because I know this that there establishment were, doesn't approve of this message. I know that this, there were federal we should agents. be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is important to talk about. This, you this are saying there were federal agents in the crowd on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So why before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say how many So you're saying were. that there's no, that you have not seen evi any evidence so that we've there seen were. Multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asking. Is there any evidence? May I just finish this and question? Well, let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. I'm going to clarify my question I know question this is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but you, we have to do the truth. Here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand what I'm asking. I understand this. Deeply. I told you, I was where with you three years the, ago. I'm where not there is now. the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, so an inside I, job? But no, no, no I'm going to tell you what an inside job is because I'm not going to, I'm not violent on January 6th. Where I'm not going to let you put words in my that? mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by that. Where is the evidence that Entrapment. the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna go through this, and you can and you can you can push Just back on it. The evidence. And you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? Two hundred hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet. For Capitol Mr. Police allowing people in again, right through the front the vast door. majority I mean, of that footage, evidence should have been released show, before. Abby. Mr. Ramaswamy, the vast majority of the footage shows and my police officers being overrun by violent rioters. That's yeah, I'm going to give you hard, I'm give you some hard facts. Of it shows. So what, here's what entrapment is. Cherry pick. I'm not cherry picking. You if I may finish, Abby. If I may finish, Abby. I'm not cherry picking. Examples. To the contrary. To the country, you, you, know cherry pick you know who cherry picked the government. That that is what happened the government cherry picked 6. 12 hours of footage when there was 200 hours of footage. The cherry picking was the government, not me. Release so, the whole thing. And let me let me just finish one thing too, because this is super important as a topic. So when you, when, I think this is a civil libertarian issue of our time. When we Gretchen talking, Whitmer's kidnapping. I want to keep. I want to be really clear on this because it's the same issue in the same FBI, same even part of the FBI. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer were acquitted at the end of trial. Because it was entrapment. That is, government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to $5,000, encouraged them to buy munitions, 
plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards, gave him a hug, apologized, seeing what the government had put a poor guy up to who had to go to some Mexican restaurant across the street to get hot water. These people were exploited with credit cards up to $5,000, FBI agents, putting them up to a kidnapping plot that we were told was true but was entrapment. 14, Same thing with the Capitol Police, people Mr. letting Ramaswamy, them in freely. Many of those people Mr. then Mr. being Ramaswamy, charged. Ramaswamy, look, the government cannot I, put you up I to do something and then Mr. charge Ramaswamy, you for Ramaswamy, it. Look, That's wrong. I don't want to have to. To the left I don't, right, I don't, don't want to have to. I don't want to have to interrupt you. I really don't. But I don't want you to mislead the audience here or I'm at not. home. I'm not. I think they've been misled 14, by the mainstream media. 14, no, 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 bitch. They've been misled by you. Yep. Over that, and over again. You know what? I don't fucking care. I don't like Ramaswamy any more than you do. But the one thing I do like is he did not let her scamper. He did not let her talk. He kept throwing fact after fact after fact against her throat. She couldn't do anything. Folks, when you're a liar and you've been confronted with the truth, you can't fight back. Well, except, but they do because they, they no, literally they can't try to accept make, it. They try to make you believe something that is not real. They, they Did can't you notice it. the majority of the audience in that that audience in that CNN town hall were, was clapping for him? Oh, not yeah. for her. Oh, absolutely. A thousand percent for him. Just saying. They'd have been trap, crap, uh, crapping, clapping louder for Trump. Again, here some uh, C three P me for us. I'm literally the ninth man. That's tenth, or tenth man. man. That's what I was doing last night, and I'm still doing it today because I gotta wonder: Do we really want another four years of that? Where automatically another guy comes in? Think about it. If Trump was such a fucking brilliant man, if he was such a genius, how did he not get Congress to write it into law? Why did he have to do executive orders? Unless he did the same thing that every other president has done, which is the same thing that Barack Obama did, and Trump did the same thing to Barack Obama that Joe Biden did to Trump. It might as well be a king. That's all this is. My point is this. Look, I know you guys are uppity. I know you're ready to go. You're fucking angry. Listen. If we're going to send our lives, let's let's do this honestly. If we're going to go to the extent of taking other lives and giving up our own, let's do it for the, all the marbles. Let's not half-ass it. Let's make sure that whatever we do from this point out, we take the government back and we give it back to the fucking people the way it was supposed to be. Let's not stop with some other pretend dictator who's acting like he's on our side. But for all we know, everything he showed us so far, he showed us that he's not. Isn't there a Roman emperor that did that? Hmm. The whole movie Gladiator was based around it. Aurelius? History repeats itself. Just saying. This is... We're going to end up in the same position if we don't take it all. That didn't go Meaning well either. The people, the people have to take it back. We have to. We don't have a choice.
If we let these corrupt dictators keep running our lives, they're going to run it right into the fucking ground and we're going to have a war and you're never going to see anything again because we're all going to be dead. Texas chart, you think EOs are bad? Wait till you hear about peds. What? I didn't even read that. If you think EOs oh, are bad, wars. wait till you hear about PEDS. Yeah, presidential executive director. It's, yeah, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. That's a whole separate ball of They don't of tell wax. you about those. They don't even tell you about them. That's how bad they are. Because mm -hmm. a presidential directive is something completely separate, and you don't need Congress. It doesn't need to be published in the newspaper. Or presidential executive action. Just, um, directive. directive. It's still a directive. Yeah. It's still a presidential directive. Yep. It's been done before. Just oh, saying, yeah. we have to, if we're going to go all out, let's do it. Let's go all out. Fuck around and find out. That's how we live. Fuck around and find out. Well, we're about to fuck around at a level that I hope the rest of the world's ready for. They're not. But hey, let's laugh a little bit while we're doing it. We do have a lot more guns. It's important to have fun. Is this your only ID? You think I would tell you if I knew it? Of course I'm not going to tell you. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. I don't like you sucking around bothering our citizens. <laughs> I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, jerk-off. I mean, it's not you. Maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God. <laughs> if only that happened in real life. I know, wouldn't that be fun? Be epic. Hmm. Actually, this was fun too. I, I like this comedian. I don't know his name, but nah, I like him. this this guy was this guy's good. I sent this to you. That's this is, he's funny. As hell. This is epic. This is something I wanted to play last night. We didn't get into it, but Hang this on. is funny. Be honest with me right now. Do any of you love? Joe Biden. No. Biden, Biden ain't got no merch. Like, that's how I judge presidents now, bro. Can you move merch or can you not? Because Trump had merch, bro. That MAGA hat was iconic. Bro, that was white people's teardrop tattoo. That's what that was. You saw a white dude with that hat, you were like, yeah. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. In public, dog. In public, the hat is the last thing you put on your body before you leave the house. It's so easy not to wear it. But some people look at that hat like, how difficult do I want my day to be? <laughs> Fuck it, I choose violence today. Be honest with me. You know, you know what I'm gonna do. I used to send the kids to school in MAGA hats just for fun. For uh, that, uh, that exact reason. I am going to start wearing my MAGA hat to appointments. <laughs> I think you're putting it right out there right off the get-go. Let's right off the rip. Am I going to get this out? Nope. Why? Because you're a liberal. Why? Because that will end all of my arguments in the first five seconds I get there. I, I think that's what I'm doing. Yep. Fuck it. That's what's going on Monday morning or Saturday morning. I'm walking out the house wearing a fucking MAGA hat going to work. Um, I think a Let's Go Brandon shirt totally counts as merch for Trump, not for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Just say 
Yeah, no, I have one of those too. I got all kinds of freaking gear. I, used to, I wear that used to wear that shit all the time. I'm gonna start wearing it every day to work. My I'm gonna replace the old Any, and it doesn't even have to say MAGA anymore. Any red hat doesn't matter. Any red hat will trigger people. Do I have another red? Yeah, we have one that says uh, keep America great, and then we just have a um a red one, I think that says Trump 2020. No, I have make America great again. You do have a make you have a real MAGA hat. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Leo. Have fun. Later, Leo. Anyway. Predator poachers. Enjoy that. Let's take a look at it, please. We have 7,769 votes for Biden. And then for Trump, 4,509 votes. Uh, but that was wrong. And here are the actual results. Trump, significant margin over Joe Biden. Um, first, they said, I believe this was a human error. Then they said it was a mechanical error. Then they said it was a human error. Um, what happened? Well, what happened was the, the machine is designed to uh, generate huge numbers of uh, errors when you run ballots through the tabulator. Uh, and then those ballots, those errors, go to adjudication where someone sitting somewhere, we don't know where, uh, can simply click on one button and bulk adjudicate thousands of ballots at once. So in this case, they were able to adjudicate, someone was, 12,000 ballots roughly uh, with one click of the button. Okay, and that's not good. Adjudication and the rate of ballots that were being adjudicated, i.e. it goes through the machine, something doesn't look right, a human being has to take it and do something with it. What was the rate of ballots that needed to be adjudicated? 68% of the ballots run through the machine or had to be adjudicated. And tell us just how crazy off the wall that number is or isn't. It seems kind of high. It's very high because the, the federal allowable rate is one in 125,000 ballots. That's the error rate. And this program is designed specifically to generate these types of errors. And that's how they move votes uh, from one candidate to another. They put them in these folders for mass adjudication and they are shipped somewhere. In our case, specifically, as you see in the report, we can't tell that right now because on November 4th, all of those system files, adjudication files, uh, and internet files were deleted. Uh, so that's pretty significant also. Trump was right. Was he? Or were we just lied to again? Mm. I mean, we know they stole it. That's why we went to D.C. on January 6th in the first place. See, <clears throat> a lot of you were asking, a lot of you asked the question, that were upset with me the other night because of my speech, my rant, whatever you want to call it. Um, okay. I asked this question. On January 6th, what did Donald Trump do? Does anybody know? He wanted to come to the Capitol, but his Secret Service told him no. And he Why? went home because they were afraid of violence. No. Because they knew it was already they, they knew mm -hmm. what was happening. Yep. They knew what was already in the shoot. Whether Donald Trump knew or not is immaterial. The point is, folks, this is the point that pisses me off. For all of the people that are on board, full head of steam with Donald Trump hitting that shit again. Look, I get it. 
Yes, when it comes down to Joe Biden or Donald Trump, yes, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I'm not going to bullshit you all. I'm not a liar like that. All right. However, what I am going to do is I'm going to ask you this one question. Remember the last time we voted for Donald Trump? Remember when we showed up January 6th? What did Donald Trump do? He left. If he was really a man of the people, for the people, with the people, he would have been standing right with us in the front row. He'd have gotten out of the car and walked. Yep. And let me let me tell you something. I want to see one Secret Service agent lay hands on the president without the senior Secret Service agent ripping the shit out of him and beating the absolute living fuck out of him. Because that doesn't happen. If the president says we're going to the Capitol, guess where you're going? You're going to the fucking Capitol. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It doesn't matter about traffic. It doesn't matter about the people. It doesn't matter about shit. And it was you're going planned. to the Capitol. It was already planned. They've already got snipers in position. They've already got everybody else that needs to be in position to protect the president was already there. The only way that falls apart is if he was a part of it. Look, I'm not asking you to not vote for him. What I'm asking you is to critically think about what you want as an American. What I want as an American is to be free. And if your vote's even going to count. I want my freedom not only to be protected by me, but I want my neighbor to protect my freedom. How do you protect your neighbor's freedom? By fuck not alone. fucking with them. Leave them the fuck alone. They're Americans. Leave your neighbors the fuck alone. Who gives a shit what they're doing? Leave them the fuck alone. Freedom is freedom. When it gets too unruly, fine. Go over and talk to your fucking neighbor. Have a conversation with the cocksucker. Be like, dude, the party's going on until 3 a.m. They got to stop or I'm calling the cops. You leave that as a last resort. You don't initially start out calling the cops. You go over, knock on the door, and ask the dude to stop. It's when they don't stop that you call the cops. Unless they're fucking kids or cooking meth. Because, you know, fucking kids just know and cooking meth will blow up the whole fucking neighborhood. So I, I'm just saying, this is not, but if we're going to lay our own lives down for this, let's get everything out of it we can. Let's make this government about the people, for the people, and with the people. Let's not make it this bullshit we've been watching, which is just this. It's really an. A toster, uh, what do they call it? A autocraft or uh, autocracy? Autocracy. Because literally, we think we still have the power, but we don't. They do. They're the ones calling the shots. Belushi Mick is always pissed off. Come on, you know that. We we're here in this time frame. We, we we've got a choice. We, we, we do have a choice. We can we can say, fuck it. I mean, I'm all about nonviolent forms of, but realize Not this. Really. When we do the nonviolent shit, guess what happens? Nothing. The violent shit happens. 
because the other side, no, think about it. No, I'm sorry. You're wrong. Because if we have this conversation with all these truck drivers that are listening to us and they stop driving their trucks all of a sudden, what are the liberals going to do? Freak the fuck they're going to freak the fuck out. They're going to rise up and they're going to burn everything down. Yeah. What are Republicans going to do? Thing. When you're not getting any new goods, let's burn everything that you currently have. What so is smart? What are the what are the Republicans going to do? They're going to shoot all the liberals. What is that going to turn into? War. War. No matter how you boil this out, no matter how this fractions down, no matter if we do it nonviolently initially, the liberals are not going to let it stand as being nonviolent. They're still going to attack us. <sighs> Just saying. They're coming after us. Just up to you whether you're going to deal with it or not. Does your vote even count? This is here in Georgia. Yeah. Voters went to the polls to vote on a local county commissioner race in District 2 between Lauren Alexander, Marshall Orson, and Michelle Longspears. The end result from the Dominion machine showed Lauren Alexander received 34.67% of the vote, Marshall Orson receiving 41.35% of the vote, and Michelle Longspears receiving 23.98% of the vote. In Georgia, if one candidate doesn't get above 50% of the vote total, a runoff election is automatically held between the two top candidates, meaning Michelle Longspears was cut out of the race. But Michelle Longspears felt odd about the numbers, so she visited different precincts to double-check the tallies. Guess what? She noticed that in some precincts she didn't receive a single vote. But how is that possible that a candidate with 24% of the vote total finds precincts where she didn't receive a single vote? While statistically alarming, the real surprise came when she realized there was not one vote cast for her in her own precinct, the same one where she and her husband voted for herself. Spears immediately demanded a hand recount of the results and got one. On June 1st, the results were released, and the difference between the Dominion machine count and the hand count was shocking. After the hand count, Lauren Alexander gained 355 votes. Orson lost 1,298 votes, and Spears actually gained 3,620 votes, making her the new runoff candidate. And here's the best part. When you add them all up, the hand count shows 2,810 votes more than the Dominion machines reported on the 24th. This is huge. In a small county commissioner's race, with 15,500 votes total, the Dominion machine tally was short by nearly 3,000 votes. What does that say about all the other races that were conducted on these very same machines? This is proof that the machines cannot be trusted. If Spears had not sounded the alarm, no one would have ever known. Folks, that's not the first time you've heard about that. No. We followed that race here. Yep. We followed it. You can go back and listen to our episodes. I was intent on that race because I thought that was going to show election interference and the rigging that took place and if you can show it at a county commissioner level how can't you show it at a fucking presidential level but wait a minute our january 6th commission you know how many you know how many hours of video that they looked at to see if the election was even stolen none zero do you know to what we were there about the one thing we were there about the January 6th commission never asked the question, why did 6.7 million Americans show up to Washington, D.C. on January 6th? Why? No, not a single person in the January 6th commission asked one question about that. Why is that? 
Wouldn't that be the most important question to answer? Because they don't want to know the answer. Exactly. Because what does the answer say? That, that they they're cheated. wrong and they're che- and they cheated and all of this is illegal. That's why. Yep. Exactly. Just saying. But if we're going to go all out, again, I ask the question, do we want more of the same or do we want to go somewhere else? Because my thought is, if we're all willing to die for it, let's go all out. Let's get it all. Fuck just getting that little bit. Because that little bit we know can get corrupted. Let's go for the whole fucking ball of wax. Let's go for the whole kit and caboodle. Let's take it all. Fuck it. Let's, you know, last time we gave a lot of defense to Donald Trump because we said, well, he didn't know his way around Washington. If he comes in this time and he hires all the same people, I'm sorry, I'm done. Because it's over. It's the same thing. Even if he doesn't hire the same people, but he hires the same type of people for the same positions, it's over. If he doesn't bring in like 29 new, like never heard of politicians who are going to be his cabinet. Not politicians, people. Fine. If he doesn't bring in 29 people to be his cabinet, we got a real issue. We got a real issue because he is not what we thought he was. Well, here's just more. And making the mainstream media what we talked about three years ago. A new Heartland Rasmussen poll finds that 17% of people admit they voted in a state where they don't live. 21% admitted they filled out someone else's ballot. And 8% admitted they were offered money to vote. A new Heartland Rasmussen poll. Hmm. That right there? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What what was that? What was that? Go back. What was he said at the end? 8% were offered money to vote. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It is. 8%. Think about 1%. Me and Justin used to joke about getting 1% if we both ran for president. Yep. We would say, if we got 1% of the vote in this country, that would be something. We would have finally made a dent in the... Yeah, it would be, because you you garnered more than 100 million votes. That's a lot of people. 1% is not 100 million votes. 1% is a million votes. Or a million votes. Mm -hmm. You, You garnered a million votes. That's that's a lot of people still. No matter how you look at that, that's still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's got to make you wonder, man. Got to make you wonder. Fuck. 8%. How many is that? No, no, no. How many is that? It depends on how many people actually voted because they said, what, 170 million people voted. So 8% would be about 10 million people, give or take. What was the difference between Trump and Biden? 11,000 votes? That's a lot of votes, folks. That's a lot of fucking votes. But people are freaking out. Trump's winning in five of the six swing states in that New York Times-Siena poll, with his lead increasing since July. So now it appears the administration and the left-wing media have been turning up the Trump alarmism, especially following these remarks from the former president. You are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. 
Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that well, that sent the media into a frenzy, generating headlines like Donald Trump's dictator. Promise is no joke. Trump's dictatorship is increasingly inevitable and MAGA extremists are cheering Trump's dictator comments. And Mark Thiessen, this all came after Morning Joe Scarborough said that Trump would execute people. Trump's winning in five of. Yeah. That's more. Just more. I mean, is a momentum there? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because right now the economy sucks and you all are paying for shit you didn't even think you'd ever pay for. Like this. As Eve on Twitter put it, we have reached peak insanity. Peak this, stupidity. Peak stupidity. Th this is not insanity. Insanity, insanity is okay. it's stupidity. True that. When you hire clowns, you get a clown show. I, so... I didn't think that was real either until this part at the end right here where it says the White House. So one Washington. more time. One more time. When you hire clowns, you get a clown show. Uh, Hunger this Games, anyone? Is what that is. Seriously. No, this, it's a clown show. Hunger Games. That is that is the Christmas message from the White House. Hold mm. on, Liana. You wanted the other one. Fine. I already had the other one, of course. Why would we have that? 
why watch this? I yeah. like the other one. The other one actually shows what it is. This is just some of them. quite comical but still nonetheless i mean you hire clowns this is what you get you guys hired this is what we hired what what are we bitching about did you vote not what are we bitching him. about not for them i didn't vote for them Pre somehow yes. they got hired seriously president snow and the hunger games for real for real okay well let's make it the why why are we waiting it looks like the hunger Look, games the like hunger costumes. games think about it the Hunger Games, the Rebels won. Did they, though? That's a great question because they got down to the end point. They were like, well, what's different about her that's different about him? Mm -hmm. I'm and just asking. I'm asking the same question. What's the difference between really Trump and Biden? Other than the economy was great. Yeah, I get it. Your money's important. But folks, your freedom is way more expensive than your money. Mm -hmm. Your freedom is up to and including your life. What part of that are we missing? Why does that seem to not matter? Like in America, one of the things... I always thought was our big thing is that we always cared about each other. No matter what, one American dies, 30,000 of another you know, place is going to die. Whether it's kids, adults, don't matter. You fucking kill one of our people, we're going to fucking make your life a living hell. Shit, we're doing that every day in this country now. Yep. And we don't even give a fuck. We're slowly slipping into where the Europeans are, why they don't care about life is like we do or Middle Easterners. They don't give a shit about life like we do. If you die, it's just another thing for God. Do we really care that much about life, though? We say we care about life in America, but is it is it really any more than just virtue signaling? If we really cared about life, would we Abort tolerate abortion, abortion? No. 22 service members a day killing, killing themselves. themselves. No, I mean, well, it's more than that now, but it's like 26. I, I, would we tolerate all of these people dying from fentanyl all over the place? No. The homeless people disappearing. No. Uh, apparently their stuff was found in warehouses in a warehouse. I heard that outside of California, whatever. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. All the people that were missing. Remember that clip we played yeah. about all those guys missing that they all about the homeless guys. Came? Yeah. They found their stuff in a warehouse. Yeah, somewhere. they're all dead. Pretty sure they're, they're not dead. alive no. anymore. No, they got unalived. Come on. Do we really care that much about life? Got to make you wonder. We've always made a statement like around the world because when Actions us speak much when louder, soldiers on the ground see a dead body, we we take we take haste. We stop. We're very respectful. I've never ever seen an American soldier disrespect a dead body. Never, not in all my time, 21 years in the military, never, ever, ever saw an American soldier do anything to a dead, even to the point where we couldn't even get dead bodies into the back of a Humvee. And these guys have been dead for a hot minute.
And they were saying the only way we could get them in the back of this Humvee and close the tailgate was to break their hips. I said, no, we rode with the tailgate down. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not going to do that to the dead. You, you don't do that to dead bodies. I don't give a shit who killed them. Even if I didn't kill them, you still don't disrespect the dead that way. And I wouldn't let it happen in front of me. And I told everybody, don't you dare swing that fuck. I don't give a shit what this major says. If this major says it again, I'll shoot him. Don't you dare swing that axe handle. We don't do that. That's what separates us from the savages. You want your dead? Come get them. We'll keep them in our morgue. We'll give them to you later. But you don't disrespect the dead. You just don't do that. If soldiers can identify that, apparently our government can't because they don't give a fuck. There will soon come a time, very, very, very soon, when there will be so many dead, more than there are alive. There won't be any respect left. It'll be commonplace. It's already being normalized. We open the show with it being normalized. Mm-hmm. Civil war. That's not normal. That is not a normal movie title in the middle of the fucking spring. You're not going to drop that one and say, oh, who well, we didn't know any better. Bullshit. You knew exactly what you were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing when they dropped the Barack and Michelle Obama Big Mike special that they dropped the other day. That they hurried, hurried to print. Why? Because they had to get it out before twenty, before tomorrow night. Because nobody would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but hey, you know, there's still a clown show going on in D.C. that we're supposed to pay attention to. Bullshit. Well, we've we've got over twenty four million dollars that we know of. We think there's more. Uh, $24 million that the Bidens have taken in. They've run him through a series of LLC. Shut up, Jim. Go ahead. Tell everybody what the number is. You know, it's way more than that. He can't yet. Not till it's he has. 620 million, Jim. These that even the bank said serve no purposes. We call that a shell company. Shell company is a company that doesn't produce a good or service or has any assets or anything like that. And then they laundered the money down to the Biden family members, 10 Biden family members. And we say launder through the suspicious activity reports that were filed with Treasury. Six different banks accused the Bidens of money laundering. That's a serious crime, Maria. So we know they got tens of millions of dollars from bad people in bad countries. We don't know what exactly they did. We fear Joe Biden's compromise. We fear this is one reason that he's soft on China. We fear this is one reason that... Uh, he obviously fired the prosecutor who was investigating uh, Hunter's corrupt energy company in, in Ukraine uh, when he was vice president. We fear this is why he didn't put sanctions on the Russian oligarch after she had given his family three and a half million dollars. So we have specific policy decisions that Joe Biden made while he was vice president and president that we fear were made because he was compromised. That's why this investigation is so important. Go back. I know I stopped it right before the end again, and I know you're going to lose your mind. Stop right there, right there. We're made because he was. Pause. Pause. I'm not even talking about what Jim Comer's saying. 
You ready for this one? Mm. Folks, look down there at the bottom bar there that's talking about prices of things. Gold up. Do you see how gold's up? 53.9. Do you know that why gold is up? Because the dollar's about to crash. No. Yeah, because the dollar's no. less. The dollar's no. worth less, so gold goes up. Dollar no. Gold is stable. It's no. the dollar that no, fluctuates. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Gold's not stable. Gold moves just like the dollar does. But when you have 23 countries trying to secure over 100 billion in fucking gold bullion, what does that tell you? Look, bring this up. I'm not trying to tell you that something's coming, but I'm going to tell something's you something's coming. coming. 23 countries are trying to, cons they're trying to get their hands on a hundred billion or more in gold bullion. 23 countries to include France is one of them. What's the best way for them to roll out a CBDC? Drop the dollar, dump it. Drop the power so we don't know that the dollar has been dropped. And when they bring the power back on, it's all well, digital. That's another way too. There is, there is that. They can do it without our knowing. Because almost everything is digital already. Think about it. <laughs> when was the last time you sent a check to pay your rent or your mortgage? Or your car payment your insurance payment everything's already digital i've started keeping cash just to keep cash but well i go to the for the most part everything's digital checkout lines with people because the companies aren't willing to pay me or give me a 15 percent break of my price mm -hmm. so i go to the cashier checkout lines i don't I mean go technically to the, at kroger you get a 10 percent discount anyway but well, yeah. I mean, that's only when I go to Kroger, though, because I get a discount. So I'll go Public through the self. Have self yeah, yeah, they don't have self checkout. Nope. So screw it. I'm going through checkout lines. Yep. Same thing. Home Depot and Lowe's. I walk up to the um, even when I'm not a contractor, I walk up to the che contractor checkout line. Why? Because there's always somebody there. You can always check out pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. So I go to through the contractor one, even though I'm not a contractor. They're like, you're a contractor. I was like, nope. Just here to buy this. All right. Well, Lindsay said I scanned five rent checks for today because, you know, she takes in rent payments. Good. A little late, isn't it? Oh, they're in the day before they get the late fee. Um, And Ginger still has to write checks for her mortgage. Good. 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 I'm glad to hear it. Tell Keep me, Lindsay, of those five rent checks, how many do you think are going to bounce? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> My tenant pays in money order. The other place that's, by check? Yeah, that, that's a good mm -hmm. way to do it. Yep. Anyway. I, In the statement. I actually tell my customers, because we actually give a discount to the customers that pay with a check or cash. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually tell my customers the two best ways to do it is to either go through cash or do a check, because anything else, the government's stealing your money. Because what we're doing is we're upcharging that 3% charge, they're going to push through us to run a credit card. So what we're doing is upcharging them for the credit card fee. Mm -hmm. And then once they get the credit card fee, they're like, well, wait a minute, where's this going? I was like, honestly, back to the credit card company, because we don't hold on to it. We're upcharging you because you're trying to make our job harder. You're trying to take more money out of our pockets. We don't deal in negative balances. All we deal is in positive balances. So there's no way that we're getting this upcharge. It's coming back on you one way or another. And normally it's another fee. And if I've got to run your credit card, guess what? I tell you right up front, best way to pay for this is cash or check. 
Why? Because the government's not stealing any of your money. But people because don't have that's cash. what that is. People don't have cash or checks if they can pay with a credit card and not have to pay it for six months or a year or however long. That's what You'd be do. amazed when I started showing people what they were going to pay if I charged them the extra 3%, they ran and found checks. Honestly, if they're willing to pay, put it on a credit card anyway, though, and pay the 23% interest rate, then they don't give a shit about the 3%. They don't, but they when they see a chance to save money, no, they no, I know, try I know. And do. I'm saying the ones that are really struggling at that point, they're putting on a credit card that they're not intending to pay anyway. No, honestly. Exactly. So, Bingo. oh, in fact, you know what? I think I, I have a, a clip of a, a clip for that. Do you really? I and I mean not about garage doors, but in general, yeah. Yeah, about checks and paying um, the government back, shit. Yeah. About maybe the $5 billion that Joe's about to eliminate from student debt mm -hmm. or what? I'm not paying for my student loans because y'all got $100 billion to fund genocide. But After this, go watch the rest of that video and read the comments because people are like, so what? If I don't pay my student loans, what are you going to do? Ruin my credit? So I can't buy the house that I wasn't even going to be able to buy ever in my lifetime anyways. I just feel like all of the old uh, fear tactics that were used against us are just simply not working because the system is so fucking broken. So people just don't care anymore when there's no way to win and the cards just keep getting stacked against you. At what point do you just go fuck it and start living life the way that you want to? I'm not paying for my student loans because you mean like actually eating maybe two meals a day instead of one and keeping your lights on. So, so tell me something folks, when are you ready? When's your fuck it moment? Is it, is it because you got enough wealth in the bank? Look, most of us aren't wealthy. So if you're waiting on wealth in the bank for everybody else, you're going to be waiting for a hot minute. Most of us are willing to do it just based on character. When I say character, I mean stiff upper lips. They're not scared to get punched in the face or they already have been punched in the face. Most of the people I talk to, we've all been shot at one point or another or shot at at one point or another. Most of the people I talk to have driven trucks across this country backwards and forwards more than millions of miles more than anybody else has ever put on their fucking cars. Most of them are farmers that work out in their fields, that drive tractors day in and day out. And you know what they're being told now? Dude, y'all get a load of this because this, this set me off big time. This is Adams County, Pennsylvania, well known for their apples. They were told to let their damn apples on the trees and let them rot. Isn't this fucking disgusting? Thousands and thousands of acres of orchard just sitting up here rotten. People are starving. Thousands of acres of corn, they were told to let it on there and let it rot. This is an absolute bunch of bullshit. It's absolutely ridiculous to waste apples like that. Just acres. Let me, I did a little research into this before I sent her this clip. Mm -hmm. Okay. The reason this guy's up there. Do you know what the reason is? Hmm. You ready for this one? The smell. 
Do you know what it smells like when you have a hundred million apples decaying in a field? Alcohol. It smells like straight fucking Boone's farm fucking like horrible whiskey cider. I mean, instead of letting them rot, why wouldn't they collect them and use them to feed other animals? Put out an ad and say, hey, everybody in the county, come and pick all the apples you want. Because they're a are they are a government funded farm. Exactly. That's the reason. Exactly. I'm just saying, folks, listen, you can sit there and say whatever you want about this government and how great it is. But look at this shit. What what country in the world would let fucking apples go to waste like that? Yeah. And not make beer, at least. Acres and acres and acres of that shit just rotten into the ground. It's fucking absolutely disgusting. Just let all them apples just die and fall on the ground like that. Sprayed them trees and just killed everything. Isn't that just absolutely sick? I mean, literally, I've drove about 12 miles and it's just been solid apples rotting away. Isn't that a crime? As far as the eye can see, Adams County, Pennsylvania, just letting all their fruit fall and rot. Says they can't sell it. Nobody will buy it. But yet people are starving everywhere. This entire orchard up here, thousands of acres. <laughs> I don't know what people are thinking, but it's sick. I mean, it's not just one row of trees. It's miles and miles and miles of them. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they figured nobody'd notice. They just would think it was drops. But I talked to one of the locals and asked him, what's up with all the apples laying on the ground? Said they were told they can't sell them. Said they can buy the juice cheaper from China. Said spray them and let them drop. We won't take them at market. Isn't that just ridiculous as hell? This whole orchard. I went like 15 miles now, and as far as you can see, there's apples laying on the ground like that. Who the fuck is buying fucking apple juice from China? You, We are. No! This is the problem. We have to start... These poor, I feel bad for these farmers. I really do. I feel bad for them because, folks, they make some of the best apples that are out there. You can't get better apples. And there's only one part of the country that you can get those apples from. It happens to be the Pennsylvania area in the Northeast. It's the only way you're going to get those apples year-round. And they grow them year-round. How do I know that? Where I grew up, I grew up, um, well, when I moved to my mom's house. I grew up miles away from a fucking orchard that did this every year. And oh, they Blue gave Jay out orchards. They, the best. They gave out free fucking apples. Every I would eat the shit out of every one of those free apples. Yep. They are so good. There's no chemicals on them. They do everything natural. Everything's done the way mankind's supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. I can never imagine them letting a crop go to rot like that. That is disgusting. Mm. How did we become the green weenies all of a sudden? Where the fuck did that happen? 
How did we become the environmentalists worried about the fucking environment and no longer is the left side worried about the environment anymore? What the... This country is absolutely backwards and upside down and flipped over on its side. We are a fucking flailing clown in the water trying to keep our nose above the water because that's how stupid we look right now. Mm -hmm. And it's a fake nose on top of that. It's not even a real one. That's how dumb we look. What are you doing? Because there's like nothing. We have dead air. Great and anger dead air. will overcome us all. It will consume your mind. The great kindle of fire will burn inside you. It is God's anger you will feel in your heart and soul burning deep within. You will use it to consume your enemies. The evil is great in this wicked generation. A great fall of people will happen. Many will perish by the hands of men. Do not fear. Do not panic. Do not run. Defend your faith in God and your family. Use his strength and love for you to overcome the evil ones. They will stop at nothing. So must you. You cannot fear nor hesitate. Many days will pass and soon the morning will begin. Remember, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. Look for him and you will be set on your path. He loves you, and he will not cause you to fail unless you fail in your faith. Then you will fall. Remember your rock. It is your faith and love and commitment to him. Hold on. Well, either way, we got to drop the pill stream. We do have to drop Red Pill, Red Pill Projects. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for The Good Book on the Patriot Party Podcast channel, so you can come check me out there. She will be, mm -hmm. and we'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You're going to have to check out PatriotPartyPod.com or go to uh, Pill.net. You can check us out there or Rumble. We're on both channels. You can check out the pre-show if you want to watch the pre-show. If not, it's just music. And then... The regular show kicks off at 6 p.m. You can also check out the lovely and on 905 tomorrow morning on pill.net or rumble, both channels. She's there in the morning. Your afternoon anger comes with us. Till then, pill folks, have a great night for the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night. We'll see you later. Peace. All right. Red Pill Project is out. You want to get high? And it is that time. It is that time. For the J-Man. You got the lighter in. I do, right here. You have everything. For the J-Man, let it go. If you can smoke it, if you if it's legal for you right where you're at right now, hit it. If not, if you're a truck driver, you're driving, do me a favor. Just yank on that fucking horn for a good minute. Let everybody else know that fuck you, I'm coming through. Because you know what? I got to give something to our truckers. They're always listening. They were asking how to support Justin. I said, just give a good long yank on that fucking horn. Because you guys got some fucking hella horns on those trucks. Just saying. It's what I would do.
Uh, Ginger Girl said that it's sad. There's some 60 acres next to me owned by some outfit in Cali, and they lease it to a commercial dairy. Yep. Lisa, I texted that to you. Um, like I said, I, I went on a writing binge this morning, really a transcribing binge this morning. Um, so if you want to hear more of things like that, then check out the Substack, archangelsamongus.substack.com. It's free. Yeah, it's all we free took now. We all the money off. There's and no it's, money it's for gonna it be, anymore. They're going to be coming out hot over the next few days while I get all of it down. I'm going to try and get it done before 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Which means I'll be up late tonight. I mean, I would try to. Going to. That would be my thing. Going to try to. Why is Navy Federal trending in Twitter posts? I have no idea. What do they do now? No idea. I just noticed that. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, wow. Um, I didn't see that coming. They're calling out Navy Federal for being racist. Uh huh. Wow. I didn't see that. Wow. That's that's a rough one. According to data from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the largest credit union in the U.S., Navy Federal, approved a higher percentage of applicants from white borrowers making. 62,000 a year and then it did a black borrowers making 140,000 a year or more. No, oh, it's kind of fucked up. Let's see. I mean, honestly, money is money. I mean, CNN found that black applicants to Navy Federal are more than twice as likely to be denied as white applicants, even when more than a dozen different variables, including income, debt to income ratio, property value, down payment, percentage, and neighborhood characteristics were the same. I know that some people will know no attack me or now attack me for even bringing this up but if you were bringing being discriminated against here i think you would be angry wouldn't you i gotta kind of agree yeah because when you look at that but then i also ask this question and this is a question a lot of people don't ask and i ask this because there's a serious point behind it ben that one's not posted on substack yet who are more likely to arrive to fight for this country? White people or black people? I no, I'm just asking. I, I, but just no, asking. No, it's a, it's a I, serious question. I know what you're saying. But when you look at the military statistics, it's not, folks. It's not based. It's not saying that more Navy white people Federal, apply. Navy, or maybe it is. Maybe the that's only, how they it up. The only thing here that is different between Navy Federal and any other bank, you had to serve in the military. Yeah. Okay. Majority of white people serve in the military. Why? I don't know. I've never figured that one out. So maybe they've changed the statistics and there's just a lot more white people that are maybe federal members that qualified for a mortgage than black people. Correct. Because here's the deal with statistics. 
You can throw a number tell in me, there. Tell me what results you want. <laughs> and I'll get and you the number. And I will make the numbers work for you. Yep. That's exactly That's, the rule like, of statistics. I took statistics in my junior year of high school because I transferred in from another school my sophomore year. And I jumped right into pre-calculus and I was like, fuck this. I was taking all other honors classes. This is before AP. It's where thing. we first met actually mm -hmm. was pre-calc. And, um, and I dropped it. Like, and she dropped it and I was potato. like, where did she go? And it was great. Uh, and I was I, like, what a bitch. And I picked up, well, it was great because then the next year when I took, no, I jumped right into calculus, not pre-cal. Um, but the next year when I took calculus, I already had the first three exams and he hadn't changed them, so I still had the answers to the first three exams. <laughs> Made it a lot I easier. I just learned the math. Fuck that. Hard. Anyway, it was hard. Um, no, was it? I worked harder for that C than any A that I ever got. It was the only C I ever got in my entire school career. You know, that's the only class that I got an A in, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway. It's the only class in the whole time I was in high school. So Four dropped, fucking years of high school. One class I had an A. I dropped calculus my junior year. Um, I took it again my senior year, but then I picked up statistics because it was an elective and I had to take a math. Uh, so I picked it up second semester. And that was the first thing that our statistics teacher taught us. He said, and it, it was the easiest class I ever took. It was so yes. simple. Oh my God. And he said, I'm going to give you a data set. I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation and I'm going to give you a data set. I'm going to tell you as the client, the result that I'm looking for. And you're going to make the data work to prove what I want. I said, okay. You know That's what the it, role of statistics. You know what it boils down to is asking the right series of questions in a certain line and you get the answer that you want. So think about this. How many of you participate in those GOP polls? Seriously. No, I'm asking. I'm asking on a serious basis. This is not... I'm not going to do some crazy Trump shit. I'm not going to go anti-Trump or anything right now. Trust me on this, please. Love you guys. Trust me on this. How many of you vote in those GOP polls? Okay. Have you ever read all of the questions in those GOP polls? Like actually looked at the questions and then pulled them apart and tried to figure out what part of the information they were going after. Have you ever done that? Because I've done it for two. I did it for one mainstream GOP poll that I get all the time. The other one I did it for was one of the Trump polls. This is what I found. When I pulled the GOP, the one that I thought the GOP question, which I later was confirmed right, it was the question that they were asking. When I pulled that question apart, I found out that it was basic. The question was basically based down to two different possibilities. You're either okay with the way it is right now, or you're really unhappy. And that's where it ended up. That one question was the one question they were pulling all their numbers from. And the people that uh, asked that or answered that question in the affirmative, they were considered essentially Biden supporters. Anybody that confirmed that question in the negative, they were considered Trump supporters. That's where Trump got his numbers from. Mm -hmm. So when you boil these questions down in polls, what they're really looking for is there's one question in there.
separates all the rest that divides you blue and red. Why does it have to divide you? Everything if, has to divide you. What, what if you're an independent? What if you're a constitutionalist like me? You sit in the middle. What if the blue does their crazy shit and you're like, yeah, do your crazy shit. As long as it doesn't affect me, we're cool. It's when it starts pushing it on my life, we got a problem. You start demanding that you call me he, she, him, her, it, they, over there, unicorn, rainbow, Robin, Jim, job, whatever. As your pronouns, you can fucking suck a dick. I ain't going to call you shit. I'm going to call you as I see you. Because that is my interpretation from the Lord above. Telling me what I see in front of me. That is nothing else. God told me the way you're supposed to look. If you're a guy, you have a bushy one of these. If you're a girl, you got a clean face. That's what I was taught. Think about it. Go back. Read the Bible. They'll tell you. All the dudes had beards. All the ladies were clean shaven. Um, I heard shaved. about this dude today, just arrested in Mexico or in Texas. <laughs> He's an illegal, of course. But guess what he was doing? Hmm. Well, he was in the bar. He was putting fucking Viagra in his in the the chick that he was seeing's drink. He got caught. They asked him why he was doing it. You can't tell these days. He wanted to see if she got a boner. If she a got a boner, you'd be if like, she got a lady Whoa. boner. There you go. So before we start saying that every illegal is a bad guy, I mean, I don't believe they're good guys because they, they already broke the law. Broke the law here. coming here. But maybe they got some good ideas. I mean, maybe mm. we could start filtering some Viagra into the water supply so every guy can know, hey, that's not a girl. You're going to make me go to a different clip. <laughs> I'm just saying. I saw that this morning. I was like, wait a minute. How does that work? Mm. This poor dude, He, I think it's a genius. I don't, a matter of fact, I hope I, I pollute his jury pool right now. I think that's the smartest idea I've ever heard. And guys, no joke, if you're single and you're still going to the bar, bro, you might want to carry some Viagra powder with you because it might not be a bad thing because you might not go back to a room with something you thought was something else and you end up shooting it. Look, if they look like the, a dude, they're probably a dude. If they're way too hot for you, if they're way out of your league, they're probably a dude. Just saying. That's what we call on the dude chart. That's what we call a dude. Yeah. A 10 out of 10. Get that's along with you on everything. That's, that's a, dude. a dude. Anyway. It's that thing you experience as a trans person when the person usually like, you know, you're getting food or you're at a store or whatever. People, rather than be directly transphobic to you, they just kind of ignore you and do the absolute bare minimum. So we're going to talk about that and how to deal with it. Avoidant transphobia. It's a, uh, it's a weird topic because it's, it's not the kind of thing that people really think of when they think of transphobia. You're used to like the in your face, the misgendering, people being mean to you. 
but in a lot of ways, the the biggest harm someone can do is just to pretend like you don't exist. Because what they're really saying in those instances is you don't exist to them. It's that thing you experience. No, no, Dude, no. I don't give a fuck if you're trans or not. Most people don't exist to me. Stop. Just stop. Saying. Stop. You know, no, it's true. no, stop. I ignore everybody. Unless stop. I don't want to. If that thing, let's just pretend for a second that I worked at one of those commercial home box stores. Let's just say I was working in Home Depot and I was working in their garage door section because honestly, that's where I'd work. If I went there, I'd go work in their garage door section because that's what I know the most about. Mm -hmm. I could teach you how to build a garage door just standing in the aisle. Um, it's not really that hard. It doesn't take a degree in rocket science. The only thing it does take is some, actually some specialized tools. I mean, there too. are some tools that you got to have. And if you don't have them, you will fucking kill yourself. And I, I'll, I'll warn you, I have taken a ratchet off the head, off the forehead at 90 miles an hour. Split my Most skull of wide open. Most don't have a metal head like he does, so I probably wouldn't survive. I had a metal skull. It happened to dent the ratchet to exactly the shape of my skull. True. I still have it to this day. It hangs out of the wall in the pool house. It's very funny. The point is, is that I had this specialized training, and I still fucked up. Yeah, from YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's where you learn how to do this job. That's why you fucked up. Look, what are we going to do when the power goes out and there's no more YouTube? How are any of you going to fix shit? Because you know what? The people that actually knew how to do that shit, they're all dead or they're going to die. Okay. There's three books. I have been, okay. Wait, I have an answer for this. Stand okay. by really quick. I do have an answer for this. I saved this because I wanted you to tell, I wanted to tell you two things tonight while we're on the air, because you've done so much of this fucked up shit to me in the past. So I, I wanted to do a lot of fucked up shit to you tonight. Awesome. So I'm going to tell you two things that I need for, um, in the future nearly by tomorrow um anyway uh-huh the first one is hunting clothes because that's most important yeah i already told my mom and about that now i know how warm those are mm -hmm. yeah i want some okay there is this book series that i've been following now for a while mm -hmm. it is the it's a national bestseller by the way and not only are the pages laminated, which is fucking outstanding, they're in big print, and you can get these done in Braille if you can't see. So this is the best thing you can get your hands on. <coughs> they are laminated. They're in big print, and they're big spiral round bound, notebooks, yeah. bound notebooks, okay, by a former uh, Navy SEAL. Okay, what's it called? It is a hundred deadly skills. Okay. Now this book series, it looks like this. So you all can see it. Okay. Clint, Clint Emerson. Yes. Okay. 100 deadly skills. Clint Emerson. This is the first book in the series. All right. Long range shooting handbook. This gives you, I've looked at it. I've read the book. It gives you every dope data. If you understand what dope data is and you have a mill dot reticle, if you don't understand what that is, go get any sniper manual before 1973 and they will exactly tell you what it is. Everything past 1973 tells you to use 
lasers and shit. You're not going to have lasers and shit. That's why I'm sending you back to 1973. And you can find that on any fucking hard drive. Get it printed out. It will tell you what dope data is. But there's a long range shooting handbook that that makes this simple. He breaks it down to make it the absolute easiest way I've ever seen to learn it. Okay. You want to shoot at range? Listen to this guy. He knows what he's a seal too, folks. I don't promote seals. But I'll tell you what, when they make a product like this, that's worth your time and effort to learn it, go learn it. Okay. Is there another book? Yeah. Oh, there's like 20 of them. Oh, geez. Hunting, butchering, and cooking wild game. Excellent. Okay. Everybody's going to need to learn how to do that, right? Mm -hmm. The Trapper's Bible. Awesome. How to trap your food and survive in the wild completely without killing anything. Your trap kills it. Okay. Gets better. The disaster ready home. What you need to survive in an absolute disaster. Okay. Okay. American sign language for beginners. Always good. Why? Because one thing we all know is sign. Mm-hmm. You all know what a sign looks like. Mm-hmm. You've seen one. You watch whether Joe's it's I love you all the time, whether I love you or something else, you have seen a sign where somebody did something like this, where they were trying to talk to you, talk mm-hmm. or fuck around and find out. Okay. That's the sign. One of you guys sent that shit to me. That's why that's an important book. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm trying to tell you I'm in distress, I'm going to sign something to you. Home distilling. Nice. Everything from alcohol to water to moonshine to brandy and more. Going to keep going. Service dog training guide. Awesome. Why? There's lots of dogs in this country. You're not going to be able to kill them off. And let me tell you something else. If you can train a dog, you can train fucking anything. Mm -hmm. Seriously. No bullshit. The carnivore diet. Why did he tell us this? Oh. Because it takes 90 days to grow food. The Prepper's Medical Handbook. How to deal with everyday emergencies with no doctor. Yep. Just saying. And that's it. Folks, this is a book series. I stand behind. I have read a lot of these books. These are fucking outstanding books. These are all books you all need to get. Mm -hmm. If I tell you to waste your money on something, this is why. They're all laminated first. You can't destroy them. You can't leave them outside. They're fucking spiral bound in plastic spiral casing. They are fucking outstanding. This is a great book series. He has put all of these together in this one bit. I I stand behind this telling you, you want to know how to survive what's coming. This is how you do it. All right. 
That's my PSA for the night. Okay. Well, let's have a little fun. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. This is not a partisan moment. Too much anger, too much fear, too much division. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. It's a moment that calls for hope and light and love, hope for our future, light to see our way forward and love for one another. He yells at his staff and the president's admonitions include, quote, God damn it, how the, the F don't you know this? What a stupid son of a bitch. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Compassion is on the ballot. I have six grandchildren. Well, the sixth count obviously leaves out Hunter Biden's four-year-old daughter. Decency. Montoya standing next to two transgender men who had surgically removed their breasts, all posing topless on the White House lawn. Character is on the ballot. Who left cocaine at the White House? That's actually a question I'm asking tonight. Just judge this president on the facts. Five million Americans infected by COVID-19. More than 170,000 Americans have died. Welcome back. Coronavirus numbers reaching staggering totals. According to Johns Hopkins University, the 2021 death toll has surpassed that of last year, despite having vaccines. What we know about this president is if he's given four more years, he'll be what he's been for the last four years. The president takes no responsibility. Taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. He'll wake up every day believing the job is all about him, never about you. Sunday marks his 500th day in office, and he has spent 188 of those days on vacation. I'll protect America. I will defend us from every attack, seen and unseen, always, without exception, every time. According to Customs and Border Protection data, a record 2.76 million migrants crossed the border during the 2022 fiscal year, shattering the previous annual record by more than 1 million. And I'll always have the strength that can only come from family. Hunter. Sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. The days of cozying up to dictators is over. I work in common purpose for a more secure, peaceful, and prosperous world. Today, the Biden administration announcing it will provide a controversial new weapon to Ukraine, cluster munitions. For love is more powerful than hate. Hope is more powerful than fear. And light is more powerful than dark. Yeah, you, uh, you know my feeling on that. I, I just, I, I don't. It's just a great little compilation there. I mean, yeah, is that horrible? Absolutely. But is Donald? Tr I, I have to ask the question. Somebody does. Somebody has to be rational. Somebody has to be blind of 
belief of faith of everything of a human and literally stick his heels in the ground and say, wait a minute. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to blind y'all right now. Here you go. Oh my God. This is so I know, fucking this dumb. on the internet today. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. If you can't tell that that is Hunter Biden's body from another video that he left on his fucking laptop, then uh, I've got a friend of mine. His name is Bubba. He'll be by later. He's uh -huh. got a really big hammer. He might hit you in the head with it. Just saying. Okay, here. This is fucking funny, too. <laughs> this is, that is, this is, this is epic. Is President Biden, uh, is President Biden. <laughs> okay. Is President Biden. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Is President President Biden? Uh, is President Biden? <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. That's good. That's a big story for us. Um, is President and only is President Biden? Uh, he said, "Is President Biden? Is President Biden? Oh Biden, like Obama?" And notice. Everyone laughed. Yes. And notice that that Kirby fuck said there was like, oh, yes. yeah, he's OK. He's OK. Yes. Without a funny laugh, so he, meaning he everybody else agreed with him. Obama is OK. Oh, Biden. I mean, we've been calling him O'Biden for years. Well, we always thought that Obama now was going to do it through an earpiece in the basement. In the White House press pool. Is that the next one that's going to come true? Oh, Biden, that's already been true. You can't give us, can't give us some financial support. Okay. Okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money after the war. Go f yourself. But go yourself is that clear yeah yeah that's kind you of how you feel about that ukraine i gotta be honest with you uh you you don't have a whole lot of bleeding hearts over here for the ukrainian struggle because you guys kind of put yourself in that position bro just saying and um and you supported a retard here i don't know what the fuck you all were thinking well i mean you thought you were smarter than the big dog. You're an idiot. No one better to, the, to milk because than, uh, the people are not an idiot. Uh, yeah, Sparky, I saw that Etsy's selling photos of kids for six thousand dollars, nine thousand really? dollars. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, pictures of pizza for nine thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pictures of painted or no, no, no pictures no, no. of pizza and it's, one of a little, no, no, pretty little girl no. eating a piece of pizza it's important is it painted is it photographed what is it it's a photograph and and there's one with there's a phone in the corner of the pizza box with a an original case oh really mm -hmm. interesting yep 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 interesting. but hey Zelensky, did y'all hear this Zelensky's moving to florida I'm not a big fan of Laura Loomer, but 
Dean Bondano said, Vero Beach won't let Zelensky live there. The local government controls who they let buy property there. Yeah, but it looks like he's renting it, though. Like, it's a $22 million mansion. We can't figure out who whose name is on the mansion because uh, that on the on the paperwork, that's hidden. <laughs> but there you can look it up. I believe we may even have the documents if we if we can pull it up. But we took a screenshot of it. We were looking at it earlier in the studio. We were actually talking about it last week. Um, but it's interesting because Vero Beach isn't too far from uh, Fort Pierce where President Trump's uh, <laughs> trial is going to be taking place. It's just, I don't know. It's just really weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Very weird. Apparently Zelensky is renting a $22 mansion in Florida. No, 22 million. That's what I said. 22 no, million. you didn't. Yes, you did. said $22 mansion. No, I said $22 million mansion. You didn't say million. You said $22 mansion. Whatever. Trust me. I said $22 million, but okay. $22 million mansion in Vero Beach, Florida. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Probably because he's scared to go back. Why is he here mm. if the war is going so swimmingly it's for them? It's not. And if he doesn't bring back enough money, then his Nazis are going to kill him. Ooh. I, I see. Send them back. Send them back. Send them back without the money because we're not giving anymore. I'm Which, done with that. And okay, so Joe promised him another two hundred million dollars. Yeah, two hundred million. Doesn't that have to go through Congress? Joe can't just sign a check. I don't know. I don't know what his bank account is. I his, mean, no, 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 not that way. In that he can approve without con congressional approval. Yeah, I don't. Think he it's can. He has a dollar amount that he can approve without congressional approval. Um, I don't know what that is, and that's always been tight hold. Like the only person that knows what that is, is the president. The only reason that is is because in the ransom demand, that would be information anybody would want to know. Wow. So, um. This is the uh, vice president of Pfizer. Remember him? Yep. This dude. With another warning. Yeah. No, he's the ex-vice president. He's been talking about it. He's yeah, been talking out about the jabs from the very beginning. I think we're in the middle of an ongoing crime. He, no, it wasn't yeah. the very big. No, yes. no. He was eight months after nope. it started here nope. in the U.S. Nope. He was from the very beginning. When? Um, even before they rolled out the shots. He was coming out and saying, don't take them. They're going to kill you. He was one of the first ones to come out and say, don't take them. They're going to kill you. I have no idea how long it's going to last. I think it's, I'm convinced that it will be the biggest crime in history. Uh, it's global. Uh, it has the intent of control, removing everybody's freedom. And I personally think will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. That makes it a pretty big competitor for the title worst crime in history. It is long planned. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I've definitely come across information that shows that the components of the deceit that they've used, PCR, uh, exaggerated PCR testing, uh, the use of fear-based messaging through the media, this stuff's been rehearsed by militaries and the people we might think of as the spooks for at least 25 years and possibly longer. So it's long planned, very serious. Here's the thing, why I'm calling you to arms. It's not going to return to the old normal. One, that's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not, there isn't an actual phenomenon that's going to wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. Uh, the supply chains 
uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production worldwide, food and fertilizer production. It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And, you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass, star mass starvation, war, uh, uh, global migration. That's, that's what's going to happen if you and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. Uh, also, economic destruction we can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise on the back of huge debts that will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So any savings you've got, I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust sterling. I don't want to accept it. And so all your savings are now worth nothing. So if you wait, I believe it will be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, but I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by actively withdrawing our consent and, and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they, they will sweep over us. Um, and so just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved, to use some of what I and others are saying to you. Uh, be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause and we can roll them over. And uh, that is probably the biggest message that has to be put out there right now. Right now, we don't need we don't need Audie Murphy. And you vets are going to understand when I say we don't need Audie Murphy. We don't need all the medals right now. What we need are people to stand up and say no. The problem is, is we have a completely complicit society that is willing to do whatever the law says and whatever anybody else says just to comply with it. Not ask the question why. Why? More people start asking the question why every day because they see new bills, they see new tariffs, they see new taxes. They see new people dropping dead on the stage. Or they see new people coming to our country by the millions and getting more shit than what they get from the government. Yeah. Where yeah. we're told to make our way, they're just told we'll give you your way. We'll get to that in a second, but this was a uh, down in Brazil. Yeah, Brazilian singer Pedro, Pedro Henrique. Henrique. He's only 30, 30 years old. Hold it. You know, the big part of this. Now, he's like a Christian singer, but he's a gospel singer, gospel yeah. singer. But keep no, bring it back up. Let it play. Do me a favor. Let it play.
Okay, real quick. Watch this. Just watch this for a second. Dude's down, right? Mm -hmm. No rhyme or reason. How is everybody acting? Calm. They're not rushing to the stage. Hold on. That Look at the lady. crowd. Yeah. Look at the crowd. They're all in white, first off. But like she put her hand to her no, mouth. No, that like, was oh my part God, of the, but... the gospel thing. Yeah. But hold on. Look at the crowd. Nobody's rushing the stage. Nobody's going, oh my God, what's going on? Well, she she is. This lady here is. And this guy's looking over trying to see what's going on. Like, see, she's got what her lady? hand. This one right she here. just put her hand over. So what? She put her hand over her mouth. Yeah. She didn't rush the stage. She didn't try to help a fellow human, a fellow man, a fellow person. Nope. Yep. No, no, no. There was no reaction whatsoever. He dropped over dead and everybody sat there and watched it as if they should have pulled out this and said, oh, let me record it. Obviously someone did. Or he wouldn't have two different views of it. Just saying, folks. We have lost our way. If if you're not looking out for your fellow man going, what the fuck just happened to him? Asking other people like, hey, what just happened to him? Well, hey, this is um, this is some craziness. This, by the way. Just days after a pandemic was declared, hackers breached the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services computer system the largest hack ever attempted. Bloomberg just released this video trying to explain it, but I can't help to think it's all subterfuge for something else. Listen to how they characterize it. The timing of it couldn't have been more suspicious. It's like it was a test for some future event. It's from Champagne Joshi. It's the largest distributed denial service attack ever against a civilian agency. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the National Institutes of Health, which researches vaccines and pandemics, Food and Drug Administration, right? I mean, this is the backbone of the U.S. healthcare uh, system. The entire time this is happening, we're trying to communicate and prepare for full-on telework. We know coronavirus is about to hit the United States. When we started to have the discussion that we may have to shut it down, I felt that it was a nation-state effort against our network. Any attack against the healthcare system is a big deal. The fact that we may not know what they were really looking for and how they were looking to extract that data is critical. This was a huge cyber attack in the panicked early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, targeting a $1.8 trillion government agency. The truth of it has never been reported. This is the Department of Health and Human Services, and on March 16, 2020, they were going to full remote work. This was going to be the beginning of work from home for the entire federal U.S. government. HHS is a huge government agency, and it has a budget about the same size as the entire Russian economy. Back in March 2020, it had assumed a particular significance, because this had just happened. We expect to see the number of cases, the number of deaths, and the number of affected countries climbed, COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. My name is Jose Arrieta. I was the Chief Information Officer, Chief Data Officer of the Department of Health and Human Services during the coronavirus pandemic. 
So 15 March 2020 was an interesting day. I had a friend stop by uh, around noon uh, and he actually brought over a really good bottle of scotch and he said, you gotta sip this. Uh, and my phone rang. The first words that we heard is, uh, Jose, uh, we have a serious issue. The fact that everybody was about to start working from home was significant. When the federal government went to work from home, network operators had to adjust all their firewall and security settings to allow hundreds of thousands of new unknown connections into their network. So they had to scale down their security all at the same time. And that's when the attack struck, when the network was at its most exposed. They had slowly been increasing scanning activity at HHS. So if you go from 300 million to 400 million, that's not a massive change. But once we went over a billion, that was kind of a threshold. We took notice to that. Which appeared to be an attempt to overwhelm the network and cause it to stop working at this critical juncture where the federal government was moving to work from home. That's what it initially looked like. Uh, it became alarming when we eclipsed over 6 billion scans. And if you think of Health and Human Services as a house, uh, what scanning activity is, is someone looking in the doors and windows of the house. So imagine if you had a house with 200 doors and windows and 15,000 times a second, somebody was trying to enter those doors and windows. It would make it very hard for someone inside the house to leave. Uh, and that's what was happening to the HHS network. It was making it very hard for us to communicate via email, making it very hard for us to uh, collect data uh, throughout the United States. We had tested the system, we had made investments to prepare for this moment. And all of a sudden, all of the additional capabilities that we put in place so that they could easily work from home, all that additional bandwidth is now being consumed. We were extremely confused as to what was actually happening. Arietta and his team initially thought it was what is known as a distributed denial of service or DDoS attack. A denial of service attack means that I, as a computer or a sensor or even your home baby monitor, is able to go and just push information out in order to disrupt the operations inside another environment. A distributed denial attack is escalating it from one sensor or one computer to multiple, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of computers. So now we start to get really concerned. And, and the question is, is, how do we deal with it, right? We know coronavirus is about to hit the United States and our ability to have command and control capabilities, communicate with federal, state, local community partners is imperative to our ability to respond, distribute therapeutics, predict hotspot outbreaks across the United States so that we can do testing, so that we can bring a vaccine online. And we need a network to actually do that. So the team set about trying to counter the attack, rerouting traffic and increasing network capacity. We started to actually move the internet traffic across the HHS network and something very abnormal happened. The actor, the adversary, actually started fouling us as we moved the internet traffic. No matter what they did, the attacker adapted, but it never took the network down entirely. It always stopped just short of the full capacity. That's what made Arietta rethink. What if this wasn't just a DDoS attack? What if it was something else entirely? They were trying to figure out what is your limit? What is your pressure point beyond which you will break? Let's be honest, for their ability to scale to that amount of bandwidth usage in that period of time, if they wanted to take us down, I, I strongly believe that they could have, uh, but they didn't. 
And that got them questioning, then if this isn't an attempt to take down the network, what is it about? And what they landed on was this was a scamming operation. This was an attempt, a successful attempt, to map the entirety of the health and human services network in very, very quick fashion. The coronavirus was happening. It was spiraling out of control. The adversary needed to know, how do we get into the network? What is on the network? What are our potential points of entry? And that's the value of a map. I remember speaking to the leadership of HHS and the instruction was very clear. The HHS network will not go down. So in the previous 24 hours, we saw a great deal of enhanced activity with relation to the HHS, uh, HHS computer systems and website. Fortunately, we have extremely strong barriers. We had no penetration into our networks. The source of this enhanced activity remains under investigations. And we came to a point where there was nothing else we could do to keep it up. That basically said, look, I think we're going to have to take the network offline. We're going to have to literally take the system completely offline. Let's do it in the evening when most people won't notice. And it has to come back. It, like, it has to come back within 10 minutes. You know, imagine all of this compute power from a million computers around the world are taking all this data and they're pushing it at this target, which is the HHS network. And then the network is taken offline. And now all of those computers are receiving error messages back saying, hey, we couldn't find the location that you sent us to. And it overwhelms those computers just like we were being overwhelmed. I, I call it a weapon, but it breaks the weapon, essentially. The network was down for 10 to 15 minutes, and then we brought it back online. And all of that traffic, all that pressure that we were experiencing was gone. It didn't exist and we were able to function at a normal level. I believe that the only two countries in the world that could probably launch something at that scale with that level of planning and coordination are Russia or China. Now, the reason an adversary would want a map of a network like HHS's is to target future attacks. There are three main things that you could do with a map of the HHS network. The first is you would learn where its computers are and what those computers are doing and what they're connected to. The second thing you could then do is identify vulnerabilities and install backdoors, which would allow the hackers to come in and out undetected as they please. And the third most important thing is once you've enabled those capabilities, they could potentially have learned what's in the network. Most crucially at that point, what does the U.S. know about the coronavirus? And what does the U.S. know about a potential vaccine? At that time, that would have been the most important intelligence that any intelligence agency in the world was looking for. This was like a nuclear weapon in the sense that a distributed denial of service attack that at the scale that we appeared to be experiencing would have ended our ability to function and operate. But I don't think that was the purpose. I think it was a head fake so that an, another action could be taken. The question is, what results were those bad actors trying to achieve? When you look inside a, a patient care system, you see all of these lights blinking and noises going and information flowing. Once you break those connections, you start endangering patient health care. And the idea that I like my healthcare records to be kept private. Ransomware and intrusion of data extraction compromises patient integrity. I think it's important that we have this discussion because I think 
the population of the United States needs to understand that we are actively engaged with adversaries that want to fundamentally change our way of life. And we need to continually support and invest in uh, securing our healthcare system. We still don't quite know what exactly the attack achieved. But the fact that they revealed they had this capability was in and of itself massively significant. So Bloomberg put that out today. What does that tell you? Predictive programming. Mm. Why? Okay, hold on. I'm going to get to this. Give me a second. Got to remember what the acronym was. Um, uh, no, it's not that. I know it was something. It. What What did I tell you the other day about uh, my buddy, P that works with me, the CD or CH, was it CHS, the. Yeah, it might have been. Constant or something. Anyway, cannabinoid. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the cannabinoid hypertensive. Hypersensitivity. Sensitivity, whatever. It's yeah. uh, CHA, I think, is what the letters are i believe chd chd yeah cannabinoid hypersensitivity disorder disorder yes mm -hmm. that's what it was chd okay uh no that's congenital heart defects it was chs i think it's a syndrome syndrome okay yeah i think it's a syndrome i don't think it's whatever disorder anyway long story short yeah that's it cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome okay folks understand my buddy, this guy, he was diagnosed with this the other day, right? It's crazy because he's been in the hospital for like literally the last two years. Um, this guy's amazing. He's still alive after spending that much time in the hospital. Started smoking weed about the same time I did. Okay. Let me give you a clue. Um, after which... He went in, he had diverticulitis. Mm -hmm. He had parts of his colon removed, all sorts of shit. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he came out and uh, they said they put everything back straight, whatever. Um, and he's still having bouts of puking all of a sudden, suddenly of all, and shitting out his brains all of a sudden, suddenly of all. For no reason whatsoever. Well, they said they went through all his blood tests and they were like, well, we saw THC in your system. So you smoke weed. He said, well, yeah, VA gives it to me. And they were like, well, people who chronically smoke weed have this thing called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome. Okay. Cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome is a condition that leads to the repeated and severe bouts of vomiting immediately after smoking marijuana, either long-term or short-term. doesn't matter. You smoke happens, a joint, you, you puke. You puke. 
Okay. Marijuana has a severe active or uh, several active substances. These include THC and related chemicals. These substances bind to molecules found in the brain, causing the drug high and other effects that users feel. Okay. What does this have to do with China hacking our computer systems? Hold on. Think about this. Or Ukraine. This is in his medical records, and he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. They just got all of that information or and or placed that information and told the doctor to tell him that because of what he used to do. Do you realize how crazy of a diagnosis it says right in the bottom of all of this? This is the crazy part goes. You got to go. You got to scroll all the way down. So get this at the bottom. Do not diagnose if you have suffered from the following diseases. Guess what? One of them is diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. Wait a minute. If you're not supposed to diagnose it off of that and the person had diverticulitis, why? Because there are certain amounts of your colon that can be removed in severe bouts of diverticulitis. And in my friend's case, he had that. I'd like to blame that on all the drugs that we got when we were in the military. Probably. But he could never sue the federal government for that. Why? Because he served for him and he collects a retirement from him. Well, since we're going late anyway, since we're already here. No, it's not that one. There it is. I like this guy anyway. He's good. I think I sent this to you. Researching to make a video about how screwed Pfizer is right now. And then I stumbled across something unexpected. And I think I need an adult to help. Because if you didn't know, Pfizer has had a really bad 2023. Like the worst year. Their stock price has been cut in more than half. And they just reported really shitty earnings for this period. And their stock dropped hard. Let's all remember that the thing that happened for several years was a part of their core business model. And that business model ain't doing too hot. And all the big boy money has a lot of invested interest in Pfizer doing well. I mean, like count it up. That's more than a billion shares between the big three. Even at this cut in half price, that's like $26 billion plus of investment capital. When you look at who's selling, turns out everyone's selling millions and millions of shares, all the big money. Something tells me that CEO Albert Burla is not going to get his fat bonus this year. But don't worry, he's going to do just fine. $33 million last year alone. Although a lot of it was paid in stock that is worth half as much. Bummer. Maybe he'll have to sell one of his yachts. But that's actually not the interesting part. I realized as I was looking into this that I actually have notes about Pfizer that I was halfway done with, that I never finished, where I'd been looking at their board of directors and discovered that Susan used to be the CEO of that foundation, and she's now on the board of directors of Pfizer. Oh yeah, and former board member of Procter & Gamble and Facebook. But the very next person I looked into, Scott Gottlieb, who used to be the commissioner of the FDA, no conflict of interest there at all. Well, I started snooping into the other businesses that Scott Gottlieb is a part of. He's on the board of Ation and Illumina and Resilience and Tempest, which are all sort of like affiliated medical and technology companies. But then I just happened to look a little deeper into Resilient. 
they're pretty vague, but sounds like they're building out supply networks for big pharma and big medical companies to sort of like do their thing on warp speed hyperdrive like they did in 2020, but forever. It's worth noting that this company was founded in 2020. So I figured maybe I should look into who's in control of this company and like who started it. And while their founder and CEO, he got started at Merck, a pharmaceutical company, big surprise. And then his whole career is vaccine technology, vaccine technology, vaccine technology. Go figure. But this is where it got spicy. Because I looked at this woman's picture and I was like, wait a minute. We just met her. She is her. And he is him. So this new company that's dedicated to like fast tracking, medical technology, research, whatever they're doing, has two board members from Pfizer on its board. One of whom is the former CEO of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh yeah, and the other one is the former commissioner of the FDA. They also have another former commissioner of the FDA in their advisors section that I didn't even take a photo of. But you know who else is on the board of directors of this weird new company that was founded in 2020? The CEO of InQtel. If you don't know who InQtel is, pause and read the highlighted parts because I'm not going to say that name out loud, but... Okay. We will. It invests in companies to keep the Central Intelligence Agency and other intelligence agencies equipped with the latest in information. InQtel started as the idea of the then CIA, CIA director, George Tenet. And InQtel now engages with entrepreneurs, growth companies, researchers, and venture capitalists to deliver technologies that provide superior capabilities for the CIA, DIA, NGA, and the wider intelligence community. Okay, now read the whole thing All so right. everybody hears everything that's there. I, well, I'll read what his face is in a head up. Yeah. But in InQtel, formerly Peleus and in InQit, is an American not-for-profit not venture capital firm based in Arlington, Virginia. It invests in companies to keep the central intelligence agency and other intelligence agencies equipped with the latest information, technology, and support of the United States intelligence capability. The name InQtel is an intentional reference to Q, the fictional inventor who supplies technology to James Bond. Originally named Peleus and now known as InQit, InQtel, uh, and known as InQit, InQtel was founded by Norm August something, a former CEO of Lockheed Martin, and by Gilman Louie, who is InQtel's first CEO. InQtel's mission is to identify and invest in companies developing cutting-edge technologies that serve the United States national security interests. Uh, according to the Washington Post, InQtel started as the idea of then-CIA Director George Tenet. Congress approved funding for InQtel, which was increased in later years. Originally, the corporation can also be traced to Ruth A. David, who headed the Central Intelligence Agency Directorate of Science and Technology in the 1990s and promoted the importance of rapidly advancing technology for the CIA. InQtel now engages with entrepreneurs, growth companies, researchers, and venture capitalists to deliver technologies that provide superior capabilities for the CIA, DIA, NGA, and the wider technologies that uh, and the wider intelligence community. InQtel concentrates on three broad commercial technology areas, software, infrastructure, and materials sciences. Okay, bring us up. So everybody can see my face right now. Mm -hmm. We can't have any more discussion about that. Period. Can I finish playing the video? Yep. Okay.
play the video, but we cannot have any more discussion about it. That's why I wanted you to read that. Okay. Thank you. Let's just say the CEO of InQtel has a lot to do with his time. And if he's sitting on the board of this company, it's probably a pretty important company. Oh yeah, and worth mentioning that the former chairman and CEO of Cardinal Health, which specializes in the distribution of pharmaceuticals and medical products, like getting the medicine out, it's one of the highest revenue generating companies in the United States. Are there any other smart people out there, like journalists that know about this company already that can give me the scoop on what I just discovered? Because this looks really sketchy. And when you couple this with big pharma companies having years like this, you can only imagine what they're gonna be. Like, like I mean, they're pouring an awful lot of money and important people's time into this new company for like a problem that's in the past, right? Like the pandemic's over, right? Right? I feel like this is the kind of thing that Whitney Webb would like already know about and have some big scoop on. Um, can someone send me a link to the person that's already done the research here? Oh, and P.S. Um, I'm healthy and happy and I don't intend to have any weird accidents in the next few days, just so you know. Hi, Hillary. <sighs> yeah. So there's that. There's that. Anyway. That might be a real company. You might want to look into that. I don't know. It's up to you. Interesting. You're an American. Okay. You're, you've got freedom. We got to get out of here, though, because I'm making macaroni and cheese for dinner. We do. The real kind of macaroni and cheese. So. Like uh, from scratch with bacon and all kinds of good stuff. Like seven different cheeses. Oh, shit. You know what I got to do? release the scratch. Before that. Yeah. I yes. Gotta, I got to do that because there's so many people holding on, waiting on. They're like, God damn it. Just let it go already. All right. Put it's the coming. scratch out. Scratch is out. It's coming. Hold on. Give me All one right. second. Well, while you do that, uh, don't forget today, today, oh. today is the last day to order Electroculture for guaranteed shipping before Christmas. So if you order Electroculture tonight, you save 20% with promo code Wolfpack at electrofreedom.com. I will make your order tomorrow and ship it out and you will get it before Christmas. Yes. Anything that comes in after that, it's kind of hit or miss. So uh, we can try it if we next day air it, but it's going to I mean, it'll, cost it'll be you a tight, but more. yeah. Um, it, it depends kind of at that point, it depends on where you are in the country. Like if you're on the East coast, it'll get there faster. If you're on the West coast, it may not make it for Christmas. So, um, just keep that in mind. Electrofreedom.com promo code Wolfpack saves you 20%. Get your order Something in today. Need, need to have just to have on standby just mm -hmm. in case. Exactly. Look, folks, don't believe us. Believe us. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor though. Prepare yourself. Because there's something, there's got to be something coming. There's no way that all of us have come together like we have. And there's nothing that's about to happen. And this is not sustainable. We all know it's not. We all know that you can't live this way. And if you want to know more about what's coming, go to the Substack, archangelsamongus.substack.com. Dropped six of them this morning. I'll, Check out Liana. I'll be dropping more tonight as well. 905, because she talks about the same shit. Folks, there's no way that there's so many of us that started podcasts all about the same time. That we're all talking about the same shit. There's no way. You connect the dots. You do your own math. But what are the possibility possibilities that so many people started podcasts all at the same time? Yep. Look at first airing dates for any podcast out there. Folks, I'm going to tell you. Ooh, you can look at ours. Tomorrow is our three-year anniversary. Ooh, 
it is three years tomorrow now. tomorrow is three years Shit, from the, the 15th, from our first yeah, show yeah yeah our first show was on the 15th it was three of years ago what yeah. do you know Ooh, we gotta we gotta party somehow yeah it'll be friday it'll be a long show it's yeah it's our anniversary our podcast anniversary and then monday is our actual anniversary yeah. so uh yeah good stuff we'll figure something out all right but we do have to get out of here because i gotta do. go cook dinner so either way till then uh mm -hmm. for the make and v lynn we'll talk to you later fuckers don't forget to tune into the good book tomorrow morning at 8 a.m no shit and thanks for watching y'all that's your that's your good start to the day that's right <laughs> it's the best start to the day either way mm -hmm. we'll see you later fuckers thanks Peace. for watching y'all